Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's another edition of Ham. Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. Yo! And uh, we're glad you're here. Check out the Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube channel. That is in the description of this podcast. And if you want to leave us a review for the Apple Podcast, we appreciate that. On Apple Podcasts is where you leave that review. Five stars. And in that review, just make your whole review a question. That's how you get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. And it helps the show, so it's a double whammy. Thank you. Let's do it, baby. I saw the headline today on uh, TMZ Sports, John, my go-to uh, source for sports. Tom Brady, shirtless football sesh with friends, the Patriots way. Brady posted pictures on Instagram of him, Gronk, Edelman, Amendola, shirtless playing football on the beach. You know what I thought? These guys have been waiting for 15 years for Tom to be single. They are probably so happy. Yeah. Nobody benefits more from single Tom than Amendola, Edelman, and Gronk. Not that they needed the help, but man, single Brady probably takes it to a new level. I think I saw a picture of it. It's got to be his oldest son, Jack, uh, was there too. And it crossed my mind, like, when you're a kid, I think Jack's, you know, 13, 14, 15 age, probably, I think right going to high school. Yeah. You know, you're just like, yeah, I was just with my dad and a couple of his buddies, you know, owns a hardware store and another guy sells insurance. <laughs> Jack, like, what'd you do? Yeah, me and my dad and some of his friends, we just out of the beach hanging out, you know, <laughs> just That's happens to be Gronkowski, Edelman, Amendola, and your dad's Tom. I mean, it's just, it's hard. Uh, as Tom has talked about in, in some of the Patriot novels, you know, it makes him nervous, you know, growing up in a, his kids growing up in a normal environment. So there's just no way around it. They just don't, you know? Right. You're not going to take him down to the local lodge just so he can get some flavor when your buddies just want to hang out and their bodies are, uh, and your buddies are those guys, you know, just, it just is what it is. You You just got to be nice to the, I guess the service people or whoever, (laughs) the driver, you know, that's how you got to show them examples. You get to know the pilot for the the garbage. Yeah. Be nice to the pilot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Be nice to the concierge at the Four Seasons. I mean, I I think the, the nicest boat captain. I remember hearing stories about Morton's in Sacramento when I was a kid. I, I never got to go. You know, I just, Morton's Steakhouse. Yeah, you know, it was like the nice Sacramento restaurant. Yeah, it was just I think the nicest place I ever went was like the Pheasant Club. You know, mm. that's out of business now. So you know, he's just this guy. It's like Charlie Woods and Jack Brady. It's just I. You just gotta keep your fingers crossed if you're the parents. It's one thing to grow up and then become rich and famous. 
and just the rich, forget about famous, just like wealthy. It's another thing that's that's that is just your world from the jump, right? Yeah. Chris Rock talks about it in his stand up, uh, his latest special. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that yet, but no, uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I know we talked about it. I, I, I think it's I think it's good because he gets eventually he gets to just classic rock talking about his family. Remember, I told you he says he identifies as poor even though he's rich. Uh, and yeah. his kids just all they know is rich. He's like they're the most two most spoiled people on the earth. Uh, well, I think it's, it's very. I, I think I think it's very easy. T's and P's. If you get your shit together to just be able to handle money, like most human beings, that comes over time, right? Most people are not a pro athlete or fucking uh, a singer where you just get a, a boatload of millions of dollars in your twenties or early thirties. Like you accumulate, it keeps growing over time. Yeah, or late teens. Yeah, there is nothing like just growing up. I mean, I just your your family's super rich and famous. Like that is just like Tom and Tiger Woods. Like those guys can't relate to that because they didn't grow up like that. They can't relate to their kids. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had how do you parent your kids? Yeah, like you Bronny can't do, James. Can you, I think I heard Tom talk about this once. Like, can I just do what my parents did for me? Like, I live in a totally different. My kids live in a totally different world than I grew up in, so I can't just do what my dad did. Right, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan grew up famous. His dad was yeah. Mike Shanahan, right? But he had, like to, he's he had to earn those nine catches at Texas, John. He did. He did. You know, I, I would say even before they went to Denver, when he was living in the Bay Area in like junior high, his dad's the offensive coordinator for Steve Young and Jerry Rice. I'd imagine, you know, pretty fame. Like everyone knew who he was. Nine catch with those guys. Fourteen catches. Sorry. In his career or senior year. Uh, career. Um, I saw Ben Stiller tell a joke about he was doing this. Adam San- Adam Sandler got an award, like the Kennedy Center Award. Conan's Conan's like five minutes was really good. Ben Stiller's was pretty good too. Ben's like in the late eighties. I wanted to get an SNL, so I did what any kid did. I had my dad call Lauren Michaels and get me on the show. <laughs> I think it's crazy that Saturday Night Live still even alive. It's there for the for the uh, for the clips. Yeah, yeah, that's true. YouTube clips. So for the media. YouTube, it's all about the YouTube clips, John, as you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, by the way, if you missed it, don't forget we have a um, YouTube only breakdown of the coaches and GM photo. We forgot. We didn't notice that Sirianni and Frank Reich weren't in the photo. But um, that's on YouTube. You can go check it out. We had fun with it. We hope you like it. A tradition unlike any other. Yep. On with it. Onward and upward. Let's go. Middlecoff, what is the surest way to find out if there's a quarterback competition? Uh, interview the general manager and then interview the head coach in a 24-hour period and get two different takes. That's the surest way to be confused, I think. <laughs> Not just on QB's availability, but who the QB's going to be. I think, and you've always said this, Watch what they do, not what they say. Coaches will tell you with their actions. And in a quarterback competition, the fastest way to figure out what a coach thinks is to count the reps. We can't count reps yet, but Kyle Shanahan told us today what the reps are going to be. Sam Darnold, Trey Lance are going to split them. Sounds like a competition to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he announced what anyone with a brain saw coming from a mile away. Like Trey Lance was not getting just inserted at the number one spot and put on scholarship like he did last year. Now, that doesn't mean when they open up 
a practice where people are able to see he's not the first quarterback out there. But I thought today, of all the quotes I've seen throughout the NFL when it comes to specific players, this to me, again, we follow this team closer, but feels like one of the more eye-opening ones that he said it, you know, like you said. If the reps come and Trey's getting 100% and he's getting zero, then that's all that matters. Like the actions matter, not the words. But he knows what, once he's, this comes out of his mouth, what is the way it's going to be perceived. And he admitted as much. Like these guys are splitting first team reps. That's not what we did last year. That's what we're going to do this year. And he did, uh, you know, I mean, I've just, I just I don't see how anyone is shocked by these comments. I, I honestly am perplexed by anyone that is, really. Do you think that, people that, are? That, that, that follows this team. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with the internet. I mean, there are some people that... I, I think in the sense that... Because I have seen a lot of legitimate questions like, how could you invest this much in a quarterback and not do everything to figure it out? Yeah. And I think for the most part, that's always been... Uh, the way business is done in pro sports in general, in basketball and football and baseball, it doesn't matter as much, right? Cause of the minors, but in basketball and football, I think now when you're really competitive, the amount of money that you're playing veteran players on your team and the warriors are a pretty good example with Wiseman. These teams pivot faster than they ever have. There's just too much money on the line. There's too much going. I, I think there's a guy right ahead of Trey different. It's not his situation. is not apples to apples. But they have legitimately pivoted off of them. Part of it is like, well, Aaron Rodgers. It's if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, it would be someone else. It would be Lamar Jackson. It would be they're done with the guy. And I just think that that's pretty new. Like Al Davis was ahead of his time. Like Jamarcus Russell basically got three years, and it was like a disaster. And he was the number one overall pick. I think that just happens much more now, where teams just you've seen it. Like when they pay big money for Jared Goff and Carson Wentz guys that were drafted one and two, right? Within a couple of years of the huge contract, they're like, we're done. Right. I just think teams are, are willing, and it might be because the salary cap's bigger. I, I think the pressure, the amount of money that's on, especially when you have a good team, the, the Eagles and the Rams are pretty good examples, right? They're competitive teams. I think this Niner team is pretty unique. Probably be a little different if they were the Texans or the Bears. I think you would ride it out, right? You'd give them another year for sure. So if, you, if you're in the mix, the playoff mix – I just think you pivot at rapid speeds now in, in basketball and football. Yeah, I mean, the Trey thing is unique, right? Because it'd be it'd be different. Like, Jamar, like Trey hasn't played any games, and they got another quarterback who played better than him, and that guy just took his job. If Trey had played all season and was average, what would they do? It's not the same situation, right? Yeah. But they're not going to argue with what, you know, I'll sound like a college football coach here. What God has put in front of him, John, is that they gave him a God gave him another quarterback. So they took that quarterback. What did Shanahan say today? Draft is how you enter the league. But that's all it is. That's all it is. Which you're right. That's what people say. That's not usually how teams act. Three year three years is I think is like the new four. Don't you? Four used to be a long gap between where you were drafted and where you were in, and it was enough time like Belichick. You you'd be treated like a first rounder for three years. Yeah, you just get you'd get extra opportunities with the former players. You know, our buddy Jeff Schwartz, guys that were drafted later or undrafted free agents. They always say it's unfair because it is, and it's just basic. Like I've given him more money, and I think forever it was like once you were going to that fourth year, it's like we'd already moved or we've drafted new players or signed other players. 
I, I think that I think that date is now three. <laughs> Heading into year three, like if we got problems, and problems can be all sorts of things, whether it's injury, poor play, unknown. We just start moving and shaking. He said, we'll play the best guy. <clears throat> Aside from Brock. Brock's not in a competition. Brock just has to get healthy. But he said, we'll play the best guy. Now, as we know, you can split reps and still nudge it towards somebody's favor, right? You can still do that. He could nudge it to Darnold's favor. He could all ties go to Trey. Like, he could still do it that way. They did, they did that last year, right? It was just Trey could do whatever. It didn't matter. He could have a Yeah, game. that wasn't a nudge. That was like a <laughs> full-on. Yeah, he was 5-20, but we're good. <laughs> Through higher risk throws. Yeah, Jimmy was. But part of that was they had already decided, and I think we'd agreed with them, you're not going to get all the way to the mountaintop with Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe you take a half a half step back now with a developmental player to, to take two steps forward. And I think that's where the thing with Darnold comes into play is there's this debate about, well, is Darnold terrible or is he as good a skill set as there is in the league, which is what Kyle Shanahan said, which is not true. That's not true. I don't believe that to be true. Kyle doesn't believe that. Okay. <laughs> so there are some things that Kyle says that may not be completely true. But that's co that's and, a coach speak, right? Yeah, that's coach speak. But I still think the reason they got the tray is because Kyle recognized that, you know, the best quarterbacks in the NFL are on some of these best teams. You got to beat Joe Burrow. Maybe that wasn't at the time, but the Mahomes, you got to beat Josh Allen. Like you have to win. The goal here is to win the Super Bowl. You're going to have to beat an excellent quarterback in the Super Bowl. And so if Sam Darnold can't be an excellent quarterback, if Brock Birdie can't be an excellent quarterback, then I think the Niners are right to leave the door open on Trey Lance to allow Trey Lance to surprise us, shock us, take the job back, whatever. Because at the end, he does, there is a part of him physically that is different than these other two guys. Now, what was interesting is Javon Hargrave was on NFL Network today and they interviewed him and they asked him, you know, what do you think of Purdy? And I thought he was going to give like a non-answer. And he said, well, you know, I remember when we were watching tape for the NFC Championship game, I didn't know anything about him. And when we watched him, the number one thing that stood out was he's hard to tackle. He was really good at escaping the pocket. Like, that was his biggest takeaway. He's hard to tackle. He's good at escaping the pocket. So, you know, that was an area where you'd always kind of given Trey the nod over Brock. But we've seen Brock in games now run away from people a lot. I've seen Sam do some of that. Uh, but I don't know if it's because Sam took too long to throw the football or if because he you know, it's just a playmaker in that way. I know if you go back and watch the Panthers Falcons game from last year, he did a lot of it, but I think Kyle would be, I think it'd be a little crazy not to at least be open-minded to the possibility that Trey Lance gets better because the reason that he drafted him still exists for them. Like you still have to beat some excellent individual talented quarterbacks in order to win the Super Bowl. But they, they don't feel close-minded to me when I hear them. Talk no, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not, I'm not saying he is close-minded. I, I am saying, I think ties should go to Trey Lance, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not under that. I, I would disagree there. I, I think you factor in. I think what makes this 49er situation unique, a lot of times when these decisions happen, it's like coach, GM, owner, right? Especially if the owner's, you know, involved, meddler or whatever. I think with this 49er situation, there is, you remember, it wasn't a quarterback situation, but like, the Patriots were a good example. A lot of decisions happened where the locker room was like, what the fuck? You know, the, the Super Bowl is one of the most legendary things where they just bench Malcolm Butler 
and even after like Brady and everyone, like this is insane. What are we doing? I do think Kyle has a very, very good, you know, for being like this old school kind of hard ass, he's very good, the pulse of his locker room. And that's what made last year's training camp, the elephant in the room was fucking weird. And you, you kind of felt it while it was going on because they were simmering, you know, silver, old school, big J. There were some some things out there. But as it went on, then their actions told you everything to know when they re-signed Jimmy. And I think a lot had to do with the heartbeat of the group. And when we're saying, we're talking about like the 10 Pro Bowl type guys, <laughs> you know, Kyle talks to them and he knows because they understand what it looks like. So I, I think their influence on this, because the one thing you get, right, when you play against the 49ers in practice, you're, well, Nick doesn't take as many reps, but he watches. Uh, Fred, Greenlaw, right, Hufunga now is playing a big role. Armstead definitely likes to practice when he's healthy. Uh, he's a guy that doesn't d- definitely miss reps. Yeah. You know, Mooney out there. I would guess Hargrave will be out there practicing. Yeah, so you, I, you pay a guy that much money, and now he knows what it looks like from the Steelers and Eagles. That like, there are going to be a lot of variables to this, unless it's just you know one guy's incomplete every other pass and the other guy's crushing it, right? But like, I, I think that's where it's not historically the NFL. It's like coach makes this, this is a tough decision, but I had to make it. Yeah. I think the 49ers, for having, like, Kyle is the grand poobah, he's the decision maker, I do think it's kind of a group decision w- with the boys. And that's Kittle, Trent, Juszczyk, McCaffrey, you know, Debo Ayuk. And I do think, the, like, the three or four key defensive guys, like, because they're truly seeing it, right? Uh, I, I, I think Fred is like a, a pseudo-executive in this whole operation. Because his, his view is pretty unique of it, right? Just he kind of gets to see it right. uh, a lot like Jimmy. It's him against the quarterback. Yeah, I think that's, so how, I, that's how he looks at it, right? I think when we watch Fred practice, it, Fred Warner practices like it's him against the quarterback. Because the one thing, and we'll get into Purdy here in a second, is like there is just an unknown. We, we have no clue as of today or even probably once they really start practice after the draft what a situation is going to be. And they might not really have a gauge to like July. So like I'd say OTAs is pretty important. Right. I mean, very important for definitely for Trey Lance, because, yeah. you know, I, I think he's John Baxter, former Fresno State, USC and Michigan uh, special teams coach and Fresno State again <laughs> and current, have, current Fresno State special teams coach. Actually, you used. Yeah. You used to have a saying, like when you find yourself in a hole, the only way to get out is kind of drop the shovel. And like th- there is no way to around it. It's weird how we got here. It's not It's not necessarily self-inflicted because he didn't mean to get hurt. He just didn't get the reps because he had to redshirt a year in the NFL. But, like, he has found himself in a hole in the sense that he's no longer the starter after given the opportunity and now has, like, real competition with a guy. And you can bring up his stats for his career. But the reason the, the 49ers did not sign him for his stats for his career. They, it's the last six games in 2022 – when the Panthers felt like they kind of had their shit together and Sam Darnold had the best stretch of his career, right? To me, just based on his career, I don't know if the 49ers would have been as bullish. And they, I think they're way more bullish based on the way he finished the season. Maybe, but they did like, we know they liked him when the Jets were shopping him too, right? True, but I'm saying like, then it got pretty ugly for a year, right? Yeah. In 2021, yeah. it's easier to be more excited because when everyone was interested in him, when the Panthers traded for him, 
it was just like, oh, the Jets, disaster, joke. Pretend that shit didn't happen. Then he goes to the Panthers. Again, I think you kind of judge 21, you know, Matt Rule, not an NFL coach. Maybe that actually aged better. But at the time, like, you know, he gets beat out by Maker Bayfield. It had just, his career just kind of been derailed, right, in terms of people just viewing the guy as a good quarterback. You, how could you? And then I do think the last stretch of the season this year just brought respectability and, like, the promise back. More back to where you could look at him like the guy that people are interested in trading for, a second-round pick. Because right now, Trey Lance, you know, I know Grant Cohn's talking about this. Like, why are they just going to trade him? They couldn't get a second-round pick for Trey Lance today. They could not do it. They could not do it. Think about that. Not possible. Honestly, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you get a third. I mean, today. Now, that can change. Well, you couldn't but... get that for Sam Darnold either. No, I know, but Sam Darnold, after year three, right, was worth a second and a fourth. Right, but I, but again, I, I don't... I think there's a real possibility that Sam could beat Trey Lance out. I mean, and the news today is that Kyle Shanahan is basically saying he's going to get that chance. But I also think it's more likely than not that Sam Darnold's, we've kind of seen it, right? The odds are just on the way quarterback play generally goes, we've kind of seen that he's probably not a top 20, top 15 NFL starter. Now, maybe he is. We haven't seen Kyle Shanahan in this position before taking somebody else's highly drafted guy, getting this is him a on first. his team. This is We've a seen first. Kyle take low drafted guys <laughs> and turn them into like somebody else's exciting backup, kind of, right? But we haven't seen Kyle try to do this one yet. So maybe Sam will be lucky to kind of be the first one to get the, the Kyle Shanahan career surgery. Um, but I, the history tells us the odds are that's not how this is going to go. Now, maybe he'll defy the odds. Brock Purdy defied the odds. Maybe he'll defy the odds. But if Kyle's so great at it, he should be able to do – he should at least be able to make Trey Lance better than we've seen to this point, too. I would say this. If Kyle's a legit coach, which I think we – Oh, that's why he, he did He did try it with Josh Rosen, kind of. But jo- not, Josh thinks. Not like this. I, yeah, I don't think those two are comparable. I, I would say look at the history of good offensive coaches when they've got a rehabilitation project. Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh. Like, it, it gets done a lot throughout the NFL. And I do think this is an opportunity, like – I'm betting on Sam Darnold to be better than Trey Lance. And I'm not trying to be some Trey Lance hater. I was very excited when he was drafted. I, I just, I, I changed my opinion as information. I gather information. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy on the guy. He seems like an easy person to root. Like, I'm not rooting for Zach Wilson. I'm, I'm rooting for Trey Lance. I, I'm just, I, I just tend to think he's not very good. Now, you could have said the same. A lot of people hammered that home about Sam Darnold. The difference is, I think Sam was a little different, just kind of fucking animal coming out of college. Yeah, guy went to USC. I mean, it's just a different level, right? And uh, was clearly more ready to play immediately. Uh, it's hard to compare to because his situations were so shitty. I mean, the guy played for a coach that's never going to be an NFL coach ever again, right? Ever. Honestly, both of them, right? Adam Gase and then, uh, and then Matt Rule. Matt Rule. They're just not. So it's just like Trey did get to go to, as you put out the other day, the greatest situation a top five quarterback has ever seen in the history of the league. Well, I the said o- the, mo- the, the most, yeah, you, however you want to say it. The, the, best the, only, the, the only comparable really is like Mahomes and Roethlisberger. And those guys are both. Mahomes is already Hall of Famer, and Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> like that's you just it's just they got to inherit 
awesome and they were awesome. Right. <laughs> right. So right. it's just, I mean, you really could argue, you know, we've said, oh, it's a, such a tough spot for a develop for a quarterback in his spot, but it's not a tough spot if you have just a baseline of ability to play NFL games and are healthy. No. Right. Not at all. If you need development, then maybe it's a tough spot. And I think w- what also makes it a tough spot is when there's another option. Like when the veterans on the team go, we have another option here and we like this other option better. But if there were no other option, Trey Lance healthy might just be a three-year starter for the 49ers. Here's what I find funny. And again, this is internet-based. I don't know if normal human beings have these conversations, but I think you see it on Twitter. We see it in the YouTube comments when people like talk about like, why are you people being loyal to Sam Darnold? And my response is, how the fuck could you be loyal to Trey Lance? Like, how could you possibly sit there and feel good about having that lot in land, having that asset. Like, how, how do you feel, like, how could you go to war for that? And I, I feel like on the interweb, there are a lot of people, because it just goes back to the team traded and there's hope. Like, I, to me, there's no more hope. Like, because I, I base everything off what I see. It wasn't pretty. And you and I get even more access because we've been to these practices that were, we saw the Rocky last year. And then there's just an injury aspect, which is unfortunate. And then two, I, I watch... A coach now that's been to three NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl, a, a general manager who is a Hall of Famer, defensive player who's seen all the great quarterbacks of like basically you're and I lifetime, right? From the young Favre group to then the Manning Brady group, he's seen them all, played against them, and they're both just they they pivoted immediately to Purdy, and they're both just saying like yeah, it's competition now, like that's their take, and they get paid to run the team. So if I just base it on my own information just watching it and just following the league and just kind of having, being able to make educated opinions on stuff. How could you go like, yeah, Lynch and Kyle, fuck, clearly, what are, what are these idiots know? You know, it's like, what are we talking about? I, I, I can't, to me, there's nothing weirder right now than the Trey Lance truthers, truthers. And that's different than like, I'm rooting for the guy, but like, you gotta roll with them. You got to go down with Trey Lance. And I feel like on the interweb, there, there is a subset of those guys. Now, they, they get louder, I, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I would separate them from, I think it's a legitimate take to say he started four games. Sam Darnold started 50. Five. Five. You know, there's a big difference. And Trey was going to start more. Now, the question is, well, here's what we don't know. Is Trey going to start four games healthy last year and get replaced by Jimmy? Right, because that conversation had already started. Yeah, their so greatest argument is the unknown. Yeah, 100%. But it's not just an argument for Trey. It's an argument against Sam. I think it's fair to also be pessimistic. Like, guys, we've had 55 games. All right? 55. Like, that's not that's not nothing here. And I'm pro letting them battle it out, and I am pro the possibility that Sam's going to take the job and be the backup quarterback of the 49ers and start week one if Brock's not available. I think all that stuff's real. But I, don't think it's, I also think it's fair to say there are reasons you drafted the guy part of your job is to find a way to develop it and uh, that, that, that there is a greater possibility that that exists than that Sam Darnold's a starting quarterback for the next 15 years. Like, right. I also think this there's, I think it's more possible than not that none of these guys are their starting quarterback in five years, including Brock could be a very sound bet. I am pro Brock Purdy, but eight games is not a career. No, but so, I- there is a long way to go here with all three of them. I do think if we look back, which I, we've been saying this, that there's no way around this. If you're, if the guy that you traded all this for, and we talked about this yesterday, is now 
competing to be a backup by year three, given what you traded for him, you would like a redo on that. I I do think if we just look at the individual move, I think it's fair to say that coming the emotional, you know, roller coaster of the 2020 season, they probably made a decision emotionally that maybe they weren't thinking clearly, right? You're always taught like in, in life, right? People in business tell you like when you make big business decisions, you know, try to sleep on it, take a deep breath. They were very emotional in that decision to try to like pivot from Jimmy to get aggressive with Stafford. They kind of tried to play the Rams game and they missed because the Rams kind of had it rigged because of the deal that they could do with Jared Goff, which actually the Lions were smart, right? I mean, Jared Goff has been a solid just kind of you know, fixture for them. And they have the them. sixth pick in the draft this year. Yeah, that's a fucking phenomenal trade. <laughs> Everyone's, you know, blowing Seattle's trade. You could argue they, they got their starting quarterback and the pick. But, I, you know, I, I just think emotions were running high. And since then, it feels like they've been much more stable with a lot of their decision-making. And when they're stable with their decision-making, like, they, they've been pretty good. And in fairness to the trade draft, like, it was just a weird draft, right? It was just a weird situation given... I give the Jets a little bit of a pass, too. That year with Zach Wilson was weird. Typically, you watch BYU schedule. They they play Notre Dame. They play USC. They, they play real team. That year, they were playing Haberman, Middlecoff, and, you know, fucking Cal Poly. It, it was... You look at that season. Now, he was awesome, but that was a weird season. Would he have looked like that in Blake their normal schedule? And they played the best team that they played. They got beat. But even that, like... On a typical season for BYU, a lot of respect for BYU. Mm-hmm. Coastal's mm-hmm. like sixth or seventh best opponent on a typical schedule. I mean, they play Coastal's Notre Dame. They play real teams all the time. True road game. That might have been scheduled late too, if I remember. But Coastal well, they had to year. because they because the Pac-12 wouldn't play remember, out of conference teams. They with the Big Ten lived in daylights out of. Remember somebody like hit them super late at the end of the first half. Zach Wilson. They were trying to kill him that day. Coastal, John. Yeah. And they did. I mean, they beat the them up. The bad boys at Coastal Carolina. Let's but here's about- my thing. Yeah. And, and I'm a little biased because I like Ooh. Sam Darnold. I just I just knew way more about him, watched him. I liked him a lot coming out of college. And, and I think some of this is, and again, I've you know, spent a couple years around Andy Reid. They see things in guys that like there's an arrogance to a great coach like, they never say this because coaches love talking about other good coaches. You know, other coaches, like, they're all good, even though they know they're not. Alex Smith is a great example. Through those four fights, he was a joke, a laughingstock. Do you know what, as it aged, what turned out? Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary are two of the biggest laughingstocks in NFL history. Like, let's face it, Adam Gase is a pretty big joke. Like, that's, he's, that's not going to change. Matt Rule isn't necessarily a joke, right? He's probably going to go to Nebraska, have success. He's a very successful college coach. But I would say NFL-wise, like, probably had no business, you know? <laughs> I mean, just not an NFL guy. So I'm betting on my belief in Kyle. Like, I know how, And I just think, what an incredible landing spot. It just doesn't get any better. You know, the yeah. things that, like, people that say about Trey. But we've seen Trey, like, it's, it's kind of a struggle for him. And, and the other thing is, it's not like these guys have told me personally, but it's pretty clear, like, I don't know if the stud players on this team are super bought in. I think they like the guy personally, nice guy, but I don't know if they believe in his talent. And, and w- one thing we saw at Super Bowl, they clearly got some takes. <laughs> they they well, don't always tell them. Here's the thing, John. Like, they 
splitting reps with Sam Darnold's great. It's great because you if you if you're the starter week one, let's say if you're Trey or you're the backup quarterback, you will have to earn it. Sam will also be likable in the locker room. Sam will also have leadership quality. Sam will have just the basic entry level things that the 49ers look for in players. So I do think like Kyle Shanahan has established now on March 28th, if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback or the backup quarterback to Brock Purdy, he will have earned, he will have had to earn it this time. It will be harder to question why he's the quarterback than last time. Right. It'd be impressive. I, I will be very impressed if he can beat out Sam Darnold, assuming Brock Purdy is <laughs> not ready to go. Like John Lynch said by training camp. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, uh, I also think it kind of shows you what they told Samuel Darnold, right? When they signed him, they didn't say, you're just coming in as, as the kids would say, QB three. Yeah. <laughs> he and his representation were told, we have no clue with our guy with a brace on, right? Uh, come in here, compete. You can be the starter come week one with chance to compete. Looking at Ayuk, Debo Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and, Elijah Mitchell, that would be just for that game. He'll be gone by week two, but uh, Trent will be there and some other folks. Historically, back of the QB room is a good place to be on the 49ers. Yeah. You get to the front of the room pretty quickly, right? Even if he was in the back of the quarterback room. We've seen yeah. it, but he's not in the back of the room. No. He's sitting right next to their shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. <laughs> no Vrabel, Sirianni, Frank Reich. I wonder where those oh. guys were. I don't know. Uh, let's get to the Brock Purdy part of this conversation, John, as we continue here on the Haberman Mental Golf live stream. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said, they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code ham to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the performance package 5.0 ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin-safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, Boxers 2.0, and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code HAM. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year so get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh, not off not feeling great about shohei less than 38 and a half right now but 
I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions last night i was thinking about ordering out and then i reached into the freezer grabbed some ground beef and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night with butcherbox you don't have to worry about what's for dinner ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry? and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run, well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. 
I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, up next. Oh, your face is bigger. That's not what I was trying to do. This, Matt Burroughs, John Lynch, and Kyle Shanahan in a nutshell. Lynch, we hope Brock Purdy is back for training camp. Shanahan, it could be week four. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, we'll see in three months if he's ready for camp or not. Uh, It'll be a four-month or six-month recovery. Actually, he said six or eight months. Six or eight months. There's a couple of different quotes out there, but six or eight months. Uh, He could either be ready for camp could be ready for week one. He could be ready for week four at the latest is the way way Shanahan said it. So could go anywhere from six to eight months, three months after surgery is when they kind of get an idea of how he how he's doing. Well, put it this way. Week four is usually right around October. That, that means it's 10 slash one slash 23. We're still in the month of three. That's, that's a long way away. Yeah. You know, now. I do think John and his little sit down yesterday, you know, Kyle gives me a lot of crap. I'm Mr. Optimistic. I think essentially what he's saying, he's Mr. Pessimistic. And that's kind of the ebb and flow of this. I also think it's easier in John's seat to be optimistic about things. And Kyle, who's, you know, kind of in the trenches with the boys to be yeah. a like. He has to prepare for the worst <laughs> scenario, right? Yeah. So I, I, it's clear they don't know. Purdy doesn't know. I think they said he was going to come over and see him last night. He just lives down the road in Gilbert. Uh, he has an enormous brace on, which clearly, you know, I, I would imagine you probably put a little bag over that thing when you shower. That it's, it's, I was reading about you do it so it, you know, it makes sense, right? It's why when guys get their shoulders messed up, they have that thing when you have your elbow because you can't have it flopping around and, and re-rip. But to me, it's one thing if the thing holds – and then what it's like when you start throwing. I, I think the amount of unknowns, it's a very uncomfortable spot. 
it's it's more uncomfortable for Kyle, I think, than John, in a weird way, uh, because you just have no clue. Like, it, honestly, he could be completely fine by you know mid August, be ripping it. There could be a chance he constantly has swelling and stuff, and it's just we're looking at a guy that, you know, I think I, I think you could honestly say worst case, it's not. It's just he misses the season. Doesn't necessarily affect his career, but it's just it was just a longer road to recovery, right? I think that's on the table right now. Yeah, I mean that would be a pretty. It could have if you told me that happens, I would say they then there's up. a likelihood that it does affect his career. You told me he's out for the year with a six month injury. I would say is his arm the same when he comes back? But if six turns into eight, all of a sudden you're in November. What if a guy's yeah, starting? No, I, you know. No, I I get it. I'm just. I would not be as if you told me that it that it is the worst case recovery scenario. I would not be optimistic that he comes back the same player. So that's just my take on that. Um, they've had a ton in their short, maybe not so short tenure, of complicated injuries. Some of them more back surgeries are complicated. Jalen Hurd, knee surgeries tougher maybe with a big person, Javon Kinlaw. But they have had it injured guys before they acquired, though. Injured right? guys before. Uh, yeah, the D Ford thing. But they've had a long list of don't put all your eggs in one basket, guys. And unfortunately for them, the guy who is their clear cut starting quarterback is the guy in that position now. And who knows? I, I don't, you know, Kyle said, yeah, exactly what John Lynch said, exactly what everybody knows. If he'd never gotten hurt, he'd be the starting quarterback still. You remember watching UCLA the other day? What they shoot in the first half against Gonzaga? Like 52% or something? Yeah. Then the game hits halftime, and they are a completely different team in the second half. They go 11 and a half minutes without making a basket. They shoot, I don't even remember what they shot, 28% or some crap. It was awful. And it does, I do wonder if Brock, if you just, you have the year he had, everything's going smoothly. You hit the offseason feeling like a million bucks. It's your team from the jump. You're thrown with Ayuk. You're thrown with Debo. You're thrown with Jennings. You're thrown with Kittle. You're thrown with Juice. You are just the man. You're talking to Kyle three times a week. You're tweeting out. I mean, you're uh, texting out videos to guys. You're getting in there with John Beck. You're talking to Tom House. You're getting a little stronger. Five yards on his deep ball, his arms. And instead of all of that momentum, it just came to a screeching halt. And he's got to build all of that back up. And I hope it doesn't have the effect of halftime on a hot shooting basketball team. Because I don't think it'd be realistic to expect him, even if healthy, to come back and just be whatever he was, you know, on pace for 30 touchdowns and four interceptions. I think we all acknowledge that. But I hope he hasn't lost some of the stuff that got him rolling in the way that he did last year. Well, I think it'd be asking a lot. Let's just say it goes well. And he's not really cleared till toward the end of camp. Isn't it a little crazy to just start week one with like a non-established player to like, hey, he just starts week one and starts playing? You're <laughs> like, saying he's he's cleared week one, now he starts practicing and just starts that game. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, week one's whatever. September 10th, he just is able to start practicing with the boys September 1st. You know I mean? We're not talking fucking Mahomes here or Rodgers. I mean, this guy, he's played eight games in his career. So I, I would say it's, there's no guarantee. And this is what I think Kyle's saying. They're like, you know, are they just going to shove him back out there? Feels like a little less likely. And that to me goes back to 
wide before we even knew Sam Darnold was the guy, the group of players we were talking about was going to be someone that they could patch work if Trey wasn't good enough to start games. Right? They, they were yeah, going mean, to be in the Andy Dalton, the- Sam Darnold, like that group of player that they could play games with if Trey wasn't ready. Because it's this is not top 10 established quarterback where you just like, if, if Pat Mahomes missed all of training camp and he showed up on Thursday before week one, like he's starting, right? I don't know if, I don't know if Brock's quite on that level, even for his own health. Well, right? do you think part of it has to do with how those guys look? Whoever is the 49ers other quarterback, Trey or Sam, how good that player looks and who you play week one. I wonder if, if you know, we don't, we know who they are going to play. We don't know the order they're going to play them in. I don't think that we. I remember thinking that last year. I don't think it matters because remember they, the Bears drafted number one. The fucking Forty ers lost. I, I, I just don't. I don't think quarterbacks or I mean coaches think like that at all. We think like more about stuff like that than they do. Like he'll view whether they're playing the Bears or whether they're playing the Eagles as like a legit foe. And I think it's easy for Kyle. Like we've lost these weird games. You can lose any game in the NFL. Yeah, I think we talk about that a lot, and rightfully so because it's an interesting topic. I don't think they think like that though. Because coaches think I can lose today, and, and I did. better not lose. Today. I mean, yeah. remember we're like the Bears easy transition, and then it's like nineteen to ten. Is this the worst loss of the season? <laughs> In a monsoon, it was, was a bad hard. loss, no matter what, though. Yeah, it was a bad loss. No, well, I know, but would they lose that game if not for a monsoon? Maybe they might have. But they, I would say, the last couple of years, Dante Pettis just got wide open. <laughs> well, they've won some crazy games, big games. They've lost some Falcons, Bears. I think Kyle's lost last enough year's weird Broncos games. game was not in a monsoon. I don't think it will have any bearing on, you know, whether, you know, like, oh, they're playing. This defense was the number two defense last year because he'll just be like, well, every the year's new. They might suck. They might be good. Who knows? You just have no clue. So Brock Purdy gets cleared. I wonder if they would play him in a preseason game if he got cleared really close to the season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I would say that you know, Rodgers practicing with the Jets probably will, will be the biggest storyline of the NFL training camp. I do think Brock Purdy's situation, the Niners quarterback, like just how it's kind of coming to fruition with Sam, Trey, and then like Brock's health is going to be, I mean, we're going to talk about it nonstop, but I, I would say it's going to be one of the bigger stories in the NFL, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been one of the biggest stories of the two days of the league meetings. Part of it is the third guy is famous too. Yeah. Darnold. It's not Sudfeld or something. It is. Um, I didn't even think about that. This is the first, like they've done, you know, rehabilitation projects at other positions, obviously. Uh, They've signed free agents at other positions that have worked, that haven't worked. This is the first kind of like former guy failed, still pretty young. Still young. Yeah, that's part of it. Who still should be at his physical peak. I mean, this is this is the type of shit you get a lot of credit. This is when, I mean, it's good. part of the reason Andy Reid got a lot of credit, you know, and really became one of the main coaches in the 2000s, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He was doing a lot of, like, Donovan McNabb, Sneaky got hurt more than you think, and there were a lot of wins with guys like old Jeff Garcia, young Feely, like just some random. Yeah, and Kyle's had some of that, right? That's what Did he win any games def- with Kevin Cobb? Uh yeah, a couple. Didn't Kevin Cobb go like six and one or something? Didn't he get off to a hot start? I think he played a decent amount the year before I got there, but when he got there, he got KO'd in the first game. Michael Vick came on and boom, almost won the MVP. Two years previously, he was in Leavenworth. Like that, you do stuff like that with 
you know, at the time, Michael had been written off, rightfully so. I mean, been in trouble, but also like, this guy's still going to be able to play in the NFL, right? Yeah. And I'm just saying, that's the type of stuff with offensive coaches. And what did he get to inherit? Shady McCoy, Jeremy Macklin, Brent Selleck, Deshaun Jackson, Jason Peters. Like, it was a pretty just, it wasn't like Haber Middlecoff out there on the outside. It's kind of like this. I'm not saying that Sam Darnold's like comeback player of the year, going to be the Niners full-time starter, but it is, this is type of stuff does happen. It's a real story. Yeah. Sam, and it's a real story because of what you just said, Sam's age, and because of how bad the teams and situations he played for are. And, and, and the unknown of like, if I was a betting man right now, I would probably bet against just, there's a pretty serious injury. You're also taking it like, you're not winning the Super Bowl in week one, as we know, the Niners lose that game sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I would say Brock Purdy's not there week one out of precaution slash, you know, you just, I just don't see him ripping it all over the place like August 15th. Do you? Uh, no, I think that'd be more hopeful. I think it, I would call that hopeful, not even optimistic. I'd call it hopeful. Now, you know, I think the, 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 the reality usually is somewhere in between the extremes. And, you know, I mean, the reality is the most likely scenario is probably that he's not back at the very beginning, but he's also back, you know, three weeks before week one. That's probably the most realistic scenario. Yeah. Right. You know, I Who's was Kyle, always... like, you don't, who do you put in with your backup tackles in the third quarter of a preseason game? If all of your quarterbacks could be your starter, you need a fourth guy to just take a beating. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Trey Lance is going to play a lot. How's he not going to play a lot in preseason? Because I would say this, like, the practice is very important for Sam, but, like, do preseason games matter? Like, I I do think these reps for Trey Lance. You know, new offense, new teammates. Like, to me, Trey Lance is getting, like, halves. First halves. I mean, it's not like Trent's playing anyway. So, So, you know, Kittle ain't, Kittle ain't dressing. So, I, I to me, Trey's playing a lot in, in preseason. And that's not because, like, I'm trying to screw him. Just He just needs, he needs playing it. time. Yeah. Holy cannoli, as Clay would say. That's legit. Uh, by the way, John, thanks to TJ, who gave us uh, 10 pounds. Love the pod. Keep up the great content. I did the trans, uh, the uh, whatever you call it, 12 bucks, American. Ooh, thank you, TJ. Yeah. Appreciate you. Who knows? Maybe the pound will be the uh, a lot of rumors Burden. on the interweb about the Americas being the lead currency coming to a screeching halt. So maybe the, we'll just transition oh. to the pound. What are our candidates? The pound, the lira. Yeah, I think the yuan. The yuan uh, for sure. I, I you know, who knows? You, you just you just never know. Yeah, it had a good run. Uh, you just, you just have today? to go outside to know the dollars never meant less. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I saw a great tweet from somebody. They said, everybody, only kickers should wear, all the kickers should get the number zero. I thought that was a good idea. What was the story? That you can wear the number zero now. Gotcha. And and the idea was, well, it should go to all the kickers. I thought that was a good idea. I thought Dion put it pretty eloquently, whatever, a couple weeks ago. It is different in the pros, but 
They're like, some of these guys want these sweet numbers. Like, let's pump the brakes, fellas. <laughs> can we, can, can none of you guys, you know, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, you, you just don't get to wear like five or two and look really sweet. Let's just see if you can play a little first. So, because part of it, right, no one in Colorado wore numbers in the spring. Oh, is that right? You haven't seen that story? No. Yeah. They I mean, just, they're, the, uh, what's their spring game coming up in, I think, two, three weeks, three weeks, maybe? Yeah, no one's been wearing numbers. Good for Dion. He was just saying, it's, you know, back in my day, you had to earn, like, yeah, you, well, you're cool. certainly not going to just let anybody have 21, right? Yeah. Backup receiver running out there in 21, not going to be acceptable. No. I wonder if 21 will be the most desired number. He, well, he wore two in college. I, I He was specifically talking about the single digits. Gotcha, because that's what everyone chases. Yeah. I do think someone said that his son automatically got two, but they were, well, it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we say something real quick, like 30 seconds, just because I, I get distracted kind of by the comments, uh, even though we don't like to – people have been asking the last few days why we've done some streams that are broken up. And the answer is just because we're trying stuff. Someone was like, oh, it's because it makes more money that way. There is, it's been two days of trying some different things. There's no evidence that it makes more money that way. Uh, I know some people don't like it. Some, in some ways, it creates more views, which is ultimately what we're after on YouTube. Uh, the podcast is a separate thing that some of the stuff gets repurposed for, but um, there's no conclusion there. It's just some stuff we've tried. We might keep trying it. We'll see. We're just, we're messing around. I'd argue as, as you, the consumer, it does not matter at all. Like it's as someone that consumes a lot of YouTube want to just watch a full show live on YouTube. Those are the people that we've, I think heard from the complaints from, but the majority of people watch it not live. Yeah. You are the heavy minority. Of someone watching it right now, which I yeah, thank you. Which we appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Easier for editing, uh, easier for the video editing, less easier for the audio editing. But that we wouldn't do it for that reason necessarily. We're just trying to find the thing that that benefits the show the most and creates the most traction and growth. Um, would be the idea. I saw somebody say, "Well, maybe I, I noticed the Tito's logo is gone. Maybe they're not getting the Tito's money, so they can't pay for an editor. <laughs> the Tito's logo is gone." <laughs> Tito's, Tito's uh, will be will. Sh- no, they're back. Yeah, I mean, I know. Can we say it? It's signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, Tito's will be back for the football season. I think August one is when Tito's returns again. Yeah, they've bought three straight six months. I mean, they buy the football season. Yeah, so they'll be back for a third straight football season. Um, but we ain't giving it away for free. No. So that's the situation there. But. Um, yeah, we'll keep messing around. We appreciate your feedback. We're, it's fine. I get why. Do we, though? Huh? <laughs> I don't. I don't, you know, appreciate not, the feedback. Not that I don't care about I the feedback. Like, it's I more think just sometimes people have good ideas that I haven't thought of or that we haven't thought of. For sure. I just don't ultimately either way. I mean, it's just. We're not making any decisions based on seven comments, though. We promise you that. Yeah. This isn't a television show. <laughs> These are fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> uh we appreciate you though yeah we do a lot what i like is when i see somebody say i fucking hate this but then they're around making other comments like that All makes right. me happy like you're allowed to pop well, that, off that, that's what matter. i that's what we learned in radio you know like the, the callers don't represent the group we did learn that very early i give jb credit on that one very early in radio his lesson was just because you get seven calls doesn't mean it's a good topic and it's true. Or else you would have built your whole business around the Raiders and the A's. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know the A's generated as many callers, John, as someone who did A's post game live as uh, Raiders post game live. The, Ra- the Raiders did generate a lot of calls. <laughs> All right. On that note, thanks for hanging. Thanks for your feedback. And uh, keep yelling at us. We appreciate it. We appreciate that you care because we care. Bye.